Good afternoon. It's a beautiful day here on Vantage Connors, coming to you live. Brett Connors here on the West Coast. Also, my co-host Jimmy Connors, back with us in California after his excursion to the East, which we'll hear all about. How are you today? Yep, nice to be home. Uh, I had a good trip, and uh, you, you know, it's always good to get away, but uh, coming home, and uh, that, you can't beat that either, so... Uh, I walked uh, walked in. Uh, uh, your mommy picked me up at the airport, and I walked in, and our, our little Schnauzer Bogey and and our little cat uh, Stevie was waiting for me. So it was a nice welcome. Nice. Uh, nothing better than coming home to animals who haven't seen you. Um, I've got one sitting behind me right here as we record. Isabella, the the Advantage Connors mascot, is <laughs> sitting right here, and uh, it doesn't matter if I take the trash out or if I go to work. You know for for 10, 11 hours, or if I'm gone a week, she gets just as excited every time I walk through that door, and, and that feels pretty good, so I know what you mean. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, you were, you were raised with them from, uh, from almost day one. You know, we had, uh, we've had puppies and, uh, you know, uh, a wide variety of, uh, from huskies to golden retrievers to schnauzers to German shepherds, and uh, so we, we've had a wide variety of dogs and cats, and there's nothing like it. We love it. How did you, I know you had schnauzers growing up, um, but how was it that you got into dogs so much? Because, I mean, I, I, people who have read your book or anyone who knows you, I mean, you're one of the biggest dog lovers, animal lovers out there. I mean, what you do for your dogs and all the dogs we've had over the years uh, is amazing. Um, that's what we always say. If, if we die, we want to come back as a uh, Connors dog because they live the, uh, <laughs> the life of Riley. But... Um, Talk to me about like what are your earliest memories about dogs and uh, and like why why you got into them why you love them so much I mean it's it's kind of easy to to say but I want to hear what what you, what you say about it Yeah well you know coming uh, growing up uh, better I, you know I came from a little town in Illinois East St Louis Illinois and uh, you know even from an early age we uh, you know we had a, a little miniature schnauzer. Uh, you know, running around the house in the yard and and uh, that's as far back as I can remember. And, you know, when uh, uh, our, our first schnauzer, his name was Pepper because he was uh, he was just that color. And, and uh, it was a good name. It fit him. And, and uh, but, you know, it's it's it, it's difficult to when you're young like that, you know, to really uh, appreciate and, and and know what what uh, just what what your dogs are and what they mean. And uh, I, I remember walking to the walking up to the bus. And, you know, Pepper would follow us to the bus and we'd get on the bus. He'd just sit there and then he'd go back home. But at three o'clock, you know, or so when, when we were out of school and and uh, that bus came back, he was there sitting, waiting for us. I mean, it's all it, it's like, almost like, you know, the, he, he was you know, calling him a babysitter would be, uh, you know, is the wrong thing. But I mean, he it's just that knowing that, you know, that we're coming home and, and, and what that uh, that greeting meant was. Uh, you know, was really unbelievable. Then, you know, he, he had an accident. He got, uh, he got hit by a car. And I mean, I, I remember that day, uh, like, like it was yesterday. I mean, it was devastating. Uh, and, and how I felt about that and how I felt losing him and, and, uh, you know, my companion and my friend and, you know, uh, somebody I could hang out with, because you got to remember, Brett, you know, at, at a very young age, I, I was playing tennis and, and trying to work at my tennis and, you know, even, you know, growing up. And uh, so, you know, going out and running and, and uh, you know, being with a lot, you know, my friends and all that. So, uh, you know, was really, you know, not, 
you know, in, in my day. So, you know, he was, uh, he really became my companion. So when we lost him, I didn't waste any time on trying to get another one. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and uh, you know, to just to, you know, to continue the flow. And, and uh, uh, you know, once you, once you have a dog and, and you know, you know, that, uh, you know, their loyalty and, and their love for you and, you know, and, and, and that's all they want in return is, you know, is, you know, give me some attention and, you know, feed me and, you know, treat me with kindness and respect and, and they'll give you everything that they have, you know? So, yeah. you know, when, when, I mean, I, I traveled so much that, you know, it got uh, very difficult for me to, uh, you know, to, to be around with my pets. But uh, when, when I got married, you know, with, with your mommy and, and then you came along and, and things settled down and we, we had a permanent residence and, and we had space for the dogs to run. Then, then it was just no holes barred. I mean, we, you know, we, we just went and uh, we, our first uh, 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 dog with you was a golden retriever who, who was, uh, who, who you named Goldie. And, <laughs> and then from there, I mean, just, uh, just the amount of animals that we had from, you know, dogs and cats and, horses and and sheep and you know everything that we had run in the ranch was you know was just uh just amazing but you know the 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 puppies uh you know and and uh and and i i wasn't really a big cat person until about you know your sister was always into the cat she loves them and, and still does yeah and and until little stevie came around and he was an, an orphan who all of a sudden looked in our window one day and, and became a member of the family. And uh, he's really turned out to be my buddy also. So think about this. Uh, you are allergic to cats and you still uh, let a cat sleep in the bed with you. That's how much you love this cat. <laughs> <laughs> this little little well, uh, adopted uh, buddy. Uh, um, but let me ask you a question about dogs. I mean, I think some people are social, some people are antisocial and, and everything in between. But do you think you were in, you loved animals when you were young, but do you think as you got older and then you kind of played a, an individual sport, which kind of like isolated you a little bit, you would leave school early to go practice with grandma and, you know, you moved out West and left friends. Do you think then like kind of subconsciously you naturally uh, you know, gravitated towards dogs because you knew oh, I think so. like they yeah, were loyal, yeah. they, they would never betray you or sell you out or had ulterior motives. You know, they were reliable, you know, all they wanted was the simplest things. Right. I, you know, I had enough of all that growing up, you know, <laughs> what, what you said there, you know, and, and, uh, you know, going home and, and opening that, that door and, and, uh, you know, having that welcome every time is, uh, you know, is a pretty amazing feeling. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we went through, uh, we, we, we had a one time we had six dogs. So, you know, and, and, you know, that, that, you know, you, you think, oh man, that's a lot, but you know, if, if you're feeding one, feeding six, ain't a big deal. You know, it just kind of flows and goes with it. But I, I remember, you know, after we lost all, all six of those, you know, we kind of went on a, on a break and said, you know, we just, you know, we need to hold off a minute here. That's, you know, we just been through an awful lot, but it was the loneliest uh, year and a half, Brett, that, uh, you know, going through that and walking through the door and, and not having that welcome, mm-hmm. you know, you get used to that and, and you miss the noise and the, you know, the running through the house and jumping up on the bed and, you know, uh, 
you know, giving you attention and snuggling with you and, and all that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I listen, I could talk about dogs forever and, <laughs> and uh, uh, you, you know, and, and what they mean and all that. And, and, and the, you know, the, the fun and the excitement, but, but I'm, I'm going to go back to when I stopped playing, you know, um, uh, the dog saved my life really, you know, to get out of the house and to, to, to still have, you know, that feeling of, well, I'm, I'm out, I'm getting in shape. What am I getting in shape for? Not, you know, I'm done with tennis, but you know, it's good for my dogs and, you know, and, and just the, the, the feeling of, you know, being able to talk to them and, and know that they weren't going to judge me and, and, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, they wouldn't answer me back, but, you know, mm-hmm. still, you know, that that's probably the best part of it that I could vent and bitch and moan and, and everything about, you know, now, oh, my career is over. You know, what am I going to do now? This, you know, what? Oh, shit. You know, I don't know. You know, how am I going to support the family? How am I going to do this? You know, and they and they listened and just went, huh? <laughs> you know, and, you know, which was, uh, you know, which was great. And, and kept uh, you, you grounded know, kind, kind of, of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Animals in general or dogs are great to have in your life because they're like, uh, they're a reminder of, you know, they only know the present. They probably, you know, they have no concept of time and thinking probably ahead. You know, they probably have memory that mostly is instincts more than memory. You'd almost call it maybe, but they're a great way to keep reminding you and like grounding you, like you were saying, and like keep you present. Maybe we should start learning a little bit more from them. Yeah. I think there's endless amounts of knowledge to be gained from them. Okay. Let's move on to some tennis. We have semifinals are set on the women's side let's talk about the women's side yeah. business as usual for Swiantek. she's cruising mm-hmm. along did lose a set finally lost a set so now she just beat pagula who's been playing really well pagula played a pretty good match today and still still wasn't enough like Swiantek's just got so many options it seems like where a lot of the players might you know they kind of have one one way of playing or in a situation, right. you know, we can kind of predict what they're going to do. Swiantek, you know, she seems to be adding to her bag. Let's say uh, it keeps getting better and has options to do multiple things with the, with her opponent. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, we, we've talked about her on a number of podcasts, Brett, and, and, you know, I, I think I said last time uh, that, uh, you know, this could turn into be, if, if she keeps her mind on her business, uh, the way she seems to be doing now and grinding out these matches. I mean, this could turn out to be, you know, one of the most uh, exciting years in, in uh, women's tennis, but also tennis in general. Mm-hmm. She's in the semifinals now of the French. Uh, and you said that she seems to be adding, you know, to her game and, and uh, keeping what she does really good, really good. And then, you know, trying to make uh, things better along the way. And, and, uh, once you get into a, a flow like that, it's just a matter of, you know, taking care of business and, and not not letting all the the noise around you affect you, you know, mm-hmm. like, Jesus, is she ever going to lose or or man, she's really she, she's playing out of her head or yeah, could she win this? Could you win the Grand Slam? You got to you got to almost turn all that out, turn it off, mm-hmm. you know, so so you only, you know, take care of your your business. Let everybody you know, uh, I, I was always told that, you know, you keep your wits about you when everybody else around you is losing their mind, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, and and, uh, and and if she can do that, this uh, it, could, it could turn out to be one hell of an exciting year. 
Yep. I think uh, she's going for 34 wins in a row, which I think would tie, excuse me, which would tie uh, the most since 2000 streak, I think, with Venus. Um, She plays Daria Kasatkina in the semis, which um, is random because, I mean, she's a good clay court player. It's her best result, I think, in the Grand Slam. Uh, Here's the thing that's crazy is Kasatkina hasn't lost a set. There was a bet oh. that I know a lot of people took that maybe Swiatek might might not lose a set. I think it was five and a half to one pre-tournament that I know some uh, some people I know took, but that came up short. She lost a set two rounds ago, um, even though she won the match. Kasakina has been rolling. L- listen to these scores: six two six love, six love six three, six three six mm. two, six two six two, and then today was her toughest match: six four seven six. So. I mean, Swiatek is a speeding bullet, but Kasakina, you figure, is the other player probably playing the best in the draw and could maybe give her some trouble. So we'll look at that. Bottom half, America, uh, the American women had a good, have had a good French Open so far. We said Pagula lost to, uh, to Swiatek earlier. Uh, and, and then also in the bottom half, we had Sloan Stevens make a little bit of a run and ran into Coco Goff. Goff took care mm. of her yesterday, seven five six two. So she's in the semi. She plays Martina Trevisan. So it's kind of Swiatek's to take. I think if she doesn't win this, it would be uh, super surprising. What uh, What are your quick thoughts on on the women? Well, I, you know, I think she is certainly a, a, a huge favorite. But uh, uh, I think if you if you look at uh, the other three semifinalists, you know, getting to the semis. Uh, is uh, is probably their best results so far, right? So uh, yes. Swiatek certainly has the experience and and uh, uh, the expertise to you know to to go ahead and and maybe you know and win the tournament. But you you, you never know. I mean, you know, the sometimes you know you get to the your first final and and you know lightning strikes uh, and and uh, you come out and you have nothing to lose she is certainly the favorite and you go out and you just uh, you know like uh, like like grandma used to say your grandma used to say to me you know just cut loose and and, and play your game and you know sometimes mm-hmm. that's good enough and and if that happens uh, you know that uh, and it's your first grand slam final wow you know that's lightning in a bottle so uh, but but certainly uh, Sviantec is a, is a heavy favorite, but you know, uh, Coco golf is no, uh, you know, she, she's used to the pressure. She's young and, and she's been around and playing and she's gained some experience. Uh, so, you know, for her to, you know, be in the semis and, and, uh, you know, beating Sloan Stevens on clay is a, you know, is a, a pretty good effort and, and to be in the semis to have an opportunity, you know, you don't, these, they don't come around every day. So, you know, you, you got to take advantage of them when they do come. And it's going to be interesting to see in that bottom half, uh, you know, who comes out of that. But uh, in the top half, I would have to say, even though uh, 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 Suyantek's opponent is, is and hasn't lost a set, but, you know, she, she's kind of yeah. new. Yeah. I think that, you know, maybe she's new to this position and, and uh, you know, I hope it's a good match. I hope. Yeah. I hope. You yeah. Know, we don't have to go good. long on. It. I just wanted to touch a yeah. little. Yeah. Um. And so here, let's get to the meat and potatoes. The men. What was the storyline? Everyone was talking Alcaraz, new up and coming guy. This and that. Um. You know, Djokovic was was favored ahead of Nadal. Alcaraz was the favorite over Nadal. You know, and and so we finally got what we what we wanted. Djokovic versus Nadal in the in the uh, quarterfinal. Yeah. 
long match over four hours for a four setter. Guess who comes out on top? Well, the guy who's won it uh, 27 times in a row. Business as usual. <laughs> yeah. Comes Business out on top. Beats Djokovic, the uh, defending champ. Um, the other match, everyone was thinking Alcaraz was, you know, it's a gimme, it's a shoe in after having to go five earlier in the week with, uh, or last week with Vignoles, Ramos Vignoles in a tough match where he faced a match point against him. Right. He loses to Zverev in the four yeah. sets. Zverev kind of flying under the radar, no one talking about him, kind of maybe took advantage of that and was able to knock off, um, you know, the hottest thing in, on the ATP, Carlos Alcaraz. What do you think? Yeah, I, I you know I I was thinking Alcar uh, Alcaraz was uh, was going to make it through to the to the semis myself, and you know what what a loaded half though with uh, Joker playing Nadal in the in the quarters to you know to play Alcaraz in the semis. I mean that's a a loaded uh, part of the draw. So uh, you know and and uh, but but how how can you bet against the guy who's won that tournament thirteen times? Mm-hmm. You know no. No matter what, I mean, you know, obviously he feels comfortable there, and and you know he he tries to peak, I would think, you know, for you know for the French every year, and and then and then anything else that comes after that is almost like a bonus, mm-hmm. you know that uh, you know so you know to to bet against or to, or to make Joker a favorite, you know, over Nadal in, in Paris to me, you know, seemed a little bit far fetched, but. Hey, you know, you know what they say about guys that are getting older, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they can't they can't wait to try to you know move them on and and uh, uh, and move them aside and, and make room for you know for the young guys coming up. And since uh, the young guys taking it, which we've talked about before, you know, so if they're if they're not going to take it from the Dow, you know, he he'll, he'll take it. Yeah, you know, he's he's not messing around. He goes there with the intent every year that he's going to win that tournament, and and he plays like it. Yeah, you know, so you know he's not going to give anything. So the but to make the guys a favorite over him with the French, I, I thought that was a little far fetched. Yeah, with Nadal, it's crazy. I mean, you you guys get compared a lot just because of your workmen. Like, you know, you just went about business. You tried on every point the same amount. It didn't matter if it was the first point of the match or the or the you know down match points in the fifth. There's something about Nadal where you see it when he plays, like he just goes methodically about it. Like he gets in, there's a lot of situations where in these big matches, he gets down like, oh, love 30 or 15, 30, or, you know, he has to get himself out of the situation. He's just methodically grinds himself through it. You know, he goes through his routine. He does his water bottles. He doesn't step on the line. He just stays like kind of loyal to his routines and he just keeps going. Sometimes he's up, sometimes he's down. You know, he had the lung thing in uh, at Indian Wells where, you know, he, like maybe he had like even like a you know punctured lung or whatever the thing was with his rib. Something was really bad with his rib. And he just kind of keeps going to work. And at, at the end of the day, everyone's talking Djokovic and, and uh, Alcaraz and, and Sitsipas on the other half. Sitsipas isn't here anymore. He's not around. And who is? Rafael Nadal, who has like a hundred and something and three record. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you really want to bet against that? Right. You know, so, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that, that's a record, certainly. I mean, if, if that's ever broken, I won't be here to see it. And, uh, you know, may, maybe not the next couple generations won't, to be honest with you, because, you know, the, uh, his record at, uh, at Roland Garros and, and the way he's played and, and uh, the, the performances that he's put forth, you know, against, against uh, Djokovic and against Federer and against, you know all the uh, the the players that he's played against is pretty uh, pretty amazing, and 
you know, 13, 13 times, or um, is, I, I hope I'm right with 13. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know if that's Pretty true. Sure I think is. it is, but, you know, but hell, he's, he's got a chance to win 14 French Opens. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, that, that's, that's pretty amazing. And, and you're right. He, he just goes about his business. He, he doesn't worry about anything or anybody else. Yeah. He doesn't worry about the shots anybody else hits. He just goes and takes care of what's on his side of the court. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's what he manages and he and and, uh, and and that's that's the effort that he puts out. And then and then if the other guy steps up and, and, and happens to beat him, then then it just happens. But he knows that he's given it everything he has and uh, done and has done the best he can in, in everything that it takes to win a tennis match. And, you know, if you can walk off like that, that's, uh, you know, win or lose. That's that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, definitely. You can see that the part of him that you can still see the part of him that like loves the game, like loves sports, you know, and then there's all the stuff that comes about around it, you know, about being number one and being who you and him and all the greats have been, you know, it starts to that part of it is the part that you maybe don't like so much, you know, but you can still see with him the pure joy of like tennis, you know, when he hits a good shot and he celebrates and, you know fist pumps like when you used to fist pump you can see the joy you know and he like he went to the uh, uh champions league final you know the because he had an off night because he loved soccer real madrid was in the final and they won you know he just goes to it because he like loves soccer so much you know it's just like he's just right. a, a dude who still like loves the joy of when he first like you said he'd play if he was broke like he would yeah. do this stuff even if he didn't make millions of dollars i feel like and so yeah, but you, you know, you know, you said something better about being number one. I, I think I think he doesn't mind that pressure. Some some guys uh, crumble under that pressure, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but I, it's not him. He I think he likes that extra bit of of knowing, you know, because that's that's what I like more than anything. I, I, I liked knowing that every time I walked out there that that, uh, you know, you, it's like the fastest gun in the West. You know, everybody's gunning for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, so, you know, knocking, knocking him off, uh, listen, knocking him off at the French, uh, you know, would be, would make the guy's tournament, no matter who that was. If it's, if it's Zara, for instance, if he happens to win, you know, it's almost like he didn't even care if he wins the French, he knocked Nadal off at the French, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, that, yeah, you know, I'm just using that as an example. I'm sure that's yeah. not true, but you know, but it, that's, that's how big, you know, in, in my opinion, that that win would be for anybody who could knock him off. But I think he likes that being number one and, and the pressure of of going out and having to perform at that high level every time, you know, knowing that if you're only playing 70 percent or feel 70 percent you know, or aches and mm-hmm. pains or whatever, that he still finds a way to win. Yeah. You, you know, no matter what. And, and uh, you know, and that that's, you know, I guess, you know, that's the you know, what a champion does for so long. He's the number one seed. Like you would go to a tournament. You're the number one seed. You're the guy who's on the posters. You know, he's the guy at the, that's selling the tickets. And, you know, so you almost become like this, this ambassador, this person who's used to carrying the sport kind of quote unquote in general, you know? And so like, and then like the real ones who rise to it are the ones who stay there longer. You know, the ones who go, hey, this I can handle it. Put it on my shoulders. I'll, I'll carry the right. sport. I'll carry this tournament. I'll carry this cocktail party, like whatever the thing is. And like you said, like Nadal, like he's fine carrying whatever. He can be 100 in the draw, but like he won't be. He's been in like the top five, I think, for some ridiculous amount of time now. 
you know, but I don't think he mm-hmm. cares about that. He's just going out there he's, and he's going to methodically do what he always does when he's on a tennis court and whatever yep. the results and whatever you call it at the end of the day is like, that's fine. <laughs> you yeah. know, he, 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 it's become second nature to him now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think at the beginning you all, you always, you know, feel like you have to, you know, get into your own routine and try to figure it out and in, in what, allows you to be the best that you can be but you know now i mean it's a uh, you know he's been around for you know eight 16 years whatever it's been mm-hmm. you know it's become second nature to him yeah and 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 he doesn't know any different yeah. and and that that to me is is what i like the best it, you know it, it uh, uh i i did i didn't know any different if i went out and gave anything less than what i what i could give in which was everything I'd walk out not you know, even if I won, I'd be disappointed myself. Yeah. You know, and, and I think he kind of feels that same way that, yeah. uh, you know, he, I, I know what I can do. I'm going to go give it and, and try to reach the, the highest point I can in the way I play and what I do and how I go about it. And then, you know, what, whatever happens, happens. Right. Yep. Um, okay. I don't want to go too long, but you just, that's enough of that. Yeah. That's enough. Give, give me your winners. <laughs> give me who wins it all. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, we, well, let's, let's go in the other half real quick. Yeah. That you got, you got an older guy in there. Marin Chilich. But heard about, yeah, yeah Chilich. Yep. You know, that, uh, you know, uh, beats, uh, beats Medvedev and then beat, uh, Rublev, Rublev you know, which, uh, which is Not two bad. good wins. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now in the semifinals. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's not bad, but, uh, that, that's not going to be good enough. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I think I think Nadal comes off the winner uh, again for number 14. OK. OK. Um, yeah. You're saying Chilich, uh, one time Grand Slam uh, champion, 2014 U.S. Open. Um, kind of one of the more underrated dudes. He's, you know, he made a, a few other slam finals, two or three others. He's another sl- slam semi. You know, he's got a good amount of, uh, you know, over 20 titles, I think. Um, and he's kind of pretty consistent. So. But yeah, but he's been quiet for a while. Yeah, I mean he's older now, thirty-three. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know he's kind of having his uh, his his last his later run in his career. So it's good to see him. He'll get. I don't want to say it. Uh, Rude or rune. This match is still going on. I hate that that will date the show a little bit, but it is what it is. All right, on the yep. women, give it to me. Anybody beating Swiatek? I don't think so. I think I think she continues her run, and uh, and I don't think it's it stops here. I think it keeps going. Okay. I like it. Nadal and Swiatek, uh, two people who are familiar to the dirt and winning on it. All right, let's move on. You got some bikes this week. Is that what oh, I heard? Yeah. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just uh, I'm, I'm going back to my uh, to my childhood. But uh, yeah, we went and, and bought some bikes and and uh, going to start riding. Uh, you know, we have a uh, what kind did you get? Diesel. Uh, we got a, a Trek, a mm-hmm. Trek bike. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, with the wider tires, it's, it's a cruising bike and mm-hmm. just to go and, and to, to get some exercise and, and to, you know, go on, we can go across, uh, in, into this, uh, uh, gated community and we can, we can ride, you know, I think we can ride like 20 miles in there and, and just kind of cruise around and, and, and get, get some different exercise. You know, I've, uh, I kind of had a bad heel for, for, for five months and I'm out of the boot now, so I can. I can't play tennis yet, but I'm a little bored you know, going in and, and using the, the machines inside. So I'm trying to get something now where I can get outside more and, 
and uh, in the fresh air and, and still get a, a good workout and, and uh, a good sweat. So uh, I, I want to start going on a good bike ride in the morning by, okay. you know, by myself. And then in the evening, I'll go out again and go with your mom and go out there and, and go, you know, go for another, you know, 10, 20 mile ride and just kind of okay. cruise along gently. But, uh, you know, they, they say, you know, that, oh, well, I can do that. It's just like riding a bike don't be so cocky. You know, <laughs> I got, I got on the bike yesterday and I said, Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be, it's, you know, I'm going to have to take it slow at the beginning, but, uh, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to do it uh, nice. uh, tonight for the first time. Which that will be sounds fun. good. You have to tweet something. Let us uh, take a pick and let us know how it goes. Oh um, yeah. Is that, is that falling off or picking, picking myself up afterwards? I don't both. I hope that, <laughs> bring bogey. I, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, it won't. Um, so talk to me about Johnny Depp. Have you seen this trial? Yeah. Amber Heard. I mean, I, you know, I mean I, I'm not, I'm not sitting there glued to the TV, but I mean, you know, you know, some things go across and, you know, you kind of read it as it goes across, but I, you know, I mean, that's been going on for what, seven, eight weeks now. And, uh, you know, it, it, it seems to me that, uh, it, I don't know if, if I'd want to get up there and, and do anything like that to air, air any of my dirty laundry. I mean, is it really, uh, you know, to have all that now out and out in the open on, you know, she's saying this, he's saying that. And, you know, but but I guess that doesn't matter. I mean, they'll, mm. they'll still walk in and, and you know, be be accepted like, uh, you know, like nothing ever happens. So, you know, I, I, I but that's you know, that's that's them. I'm glad yeah. it's them and not me. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, going, going about it that way. But, uh, man, I, I, I don't know. And, and, and the fascination that's that the thing people that's have with it that's that's what gets me yeah yeah that's interesting the um a couple things this is you know one of the i guess you know first big kind of showy trials maybe since oj i guess i mean obviously there's been other ones but I've, a lot of people are comparing the two and i'm oh, like you God. know wow have things changed where this is on people are thinking this is on the level of what that case was i mean that was crazy but yeah, I don't really get it that much. It seems weird too that it's on television. Melina uh, mentioned that she's like, "Why? It's crazy that you guys put this on TV." You know, kind of. She right. was like, "It shows you how much of a business, um, you know, like court and like all of this stuff really is." You know, like, mm, you know, yeah. putting it on, you know, like, and then it's like a giant distraction. People are sitting around watching that. You know, instead of like, you know, we, we're going to get into it, like the economy and stuff like inflation and the cost of everything is crazy high. You know, uh, you know, in the last right. two years, it jumped out of nowhere. But then when you talk to your random person, they're just like, you should giant Yeah. Yeah. You know? I know. Uh, it's, it, it, it is. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, that's the fascination, you know, that some people have with, uh, you know, Hollywood, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, what that means. I mean, he's certainly, you know, uh, I guess at the top of the list with some of the movies that he's done and, and uh, his popularity and, you know, and, and all that. And you think that, you know, maybe that would have been good enough, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, I, like, like I said, I'm, I'm uh, you know, if, I, I don't know if anybody wants, if you want to put all that out there and, and let it rip, but you know, well, we're, we are a very forgiving society. You got to, you got to remember that, you, you know, you can do almost anything and uh, people's, you know, say, well, you know, just, uh, you know, he'll be all right. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, he, he'll be fine. We'll take him back. Don't worry. So, but yeah. I don't know. That's, that's not me. And, and, uh, 
and and uh, I am going to say that I, I haven't watched uh, two seconds of it. Yeah, so, you're smart. Yeah. You're smart. I haven't really watched. I've seen some of the clips that circulate on social media. Um, I mean, I kind of like Johnny Depp. I think he's got good movies, and that's kind of all I need him to be is good in movies. You know, like the yeah, it's like he's good in some fun movies, and all the things that I've seen come out where it's like, oh, he, he does drugs and this and that. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Like, yeah. Have you seen him? He's like the guy who played Hunter S. Thompson in a movie and lived in uh, Hunter's basement for three months so he could get to quote unquote know him better, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meaning partake in well. the party favors at Hunter's house. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a little weird that that all was supposed to be some surprising, shocking stuff. But uh, a little side note on that Hunter and Johnny were friends i read and when hunter passed away his in his will he wanted to be shot out of a cannon he wanted to have his ash you know uh, be, right. be cremated have his ashes shot out of a cannon and i think oh boy hunter maybe didn't have that much cash when he passed away so johnny came in and paid for the whole funeral was <laughs> i mean he paid for the cannon <laughs> to, to shoot his ashes out of so how bad of a guy can johnny be if he's willing to no, do that for his no. buddy um, there you go. But it's a little absurd. Yeah, it's it's taken over a little too much. OJ trial had a lot more stuff going on. I don't want to get into all that. But um, no. we mentioned it, the uh, inflation prices. You might want to stay out on your bike and uh, not use the gas pump and take that bike everywhere. With uh, I saw eight over $8 a gallon at an L.A. station uh, down yep. here somewhere. Tell me your thoughts on... Uh, what are the odds that printing money straight for 12 or 14 straight years or whatever it's been uh, might bite us in the butt? Yeah, I think it's already is. Uh, you know, it, it's an, and, and I, you say it's uh, over eight dollars. I, I don't think it's stopping there. Hmm. You know, so, it, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with, at the gas pump, uh, what about food? Mm-hmm. You know, food, you go there, meat, meat and eggs and you know, just you, know, you go in the store and, and you come out of there and you look at the bill and you go, what? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's a uh, it's very, you know, and, you know, and, and, and I, I can talk about that a little bit, Brett, because during COVID, you know, I, I did a lot of shopping, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and going in the store and, you know, finding things and doing things. And then Connor's you know, kitchen. Had a, yeah. Connor's kitchen and your mom had a knee replacement. So, you know, I, I got to, you know, get into, you know, get into a lot of that where you think that, oh, well, you know, you go in there and say, you know, eggs or, or this or bread is that. And then all of a sudden you're looking and you're going, what happened? But, it, you know, inflation and gas and everything, I mean, in, investing. So, you know, how, how do you what how are you supposed to look at that? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how are you supposed to, you know, try to keep up with this inflation? And, you know, what what are you investing in? You know, I've always you know, been, you know, uh, uh, loved investing. And, you know, I was a, a bit conservative, but I was conservative when, you know, interest rates were, you know, way higher, you know, and, and, and very happy to take that, Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, when I was trying to earn some money and, and put it in to make sure it was safe, because I didn't know, I didn't know if I could play for five years or 25 years. I didn't know that. So mm-hmm. I was trying to keep what I had, but now investing is a, you know, there's an art to that now, you know, can you pick the top? Can you pick the bottom? I don't think anybody's ever been that good. What do you think about, like you said, what to invest in? It seems like there's nowhere to hide, you know, like, uh, for the last few years or, you know, since crypto has become more and more of a popular investment, um, 
the common line is that crypto would be a hedge against crashes of uh, status quo like investments like stocks and bonds and these sorts of things right mm-hmm. and, right and that was kind of true where you would see it when the stock market would go down crypto would actually go up you know or crypto would go up on the weekends because people would take their money out of the stock market and play on the weekends in crypto mm-hmm. but if you've noticed since this la- most recent crash the last you know couple months randomly correlated also with the war stuff in ukraine um right. Uh, everything is correlated to each other, you know? And I think that's probably a side effect of everyone wants this global, one global economy, global economy. So like, well, so what? Everything is tied together, you know? (laughs) You know, know, I mean, if you look at a crypto and Bitcoin, that's down, (laughs) you know? Big time, yeah. uh, Yeah, so, you know, where where do you hide? What do you do? I mean, you know, if if you look at it uh, two, three months ago, three, four months ago, you could you know, put something, uh, you know, in a in a bond or a treasury or whatever, and you can get one yeah. percent. You know, if back then you were saying, "Gee, monetly, you know, I, I wish it was four percent. I'd take four percent." Now it's four percent. People are going, "Gee, monetly, you know, I can't wait till it's six or seven percent." You know, but you know, mm-hmm. people, that's that's like Grandma used to tell me when I on the tennis court: greed and fear, greed and fear. You're right. I mean, people who plan their whole lives for retirement it's like a funny thing if you really think about it because they're always like you know, plan for your retirement and all these tv commercials and commercials and commercials and commercials plan for your retirement and so you're planning and saving you know uh and then you see what's always constantly built into the uh to the system too is that they're always printing more money which is then weakening your savings constantly constantly right <laughs> you know yeah like I was watching a video and it's like so some athlete signs a huge seven year deal for like one point eight million dollars, you know, and at the time it was a huge amount and still a lot of money. But compared to at least four hundred million dollar contracts, you right. know, and you're like, damn, that you know, that was blank years ago. Like what happened? It's like they printed money. <laughs> and then I'm uh, I'm, re- I'm reading this book, Brett, and uh, I, I say I'm reading a book I, that doesn't happen very often. But I'm reading this uh, this <laughs> book and. and uh, it's called uh, Killing the Mob, and uh, uh, I'm fascinated by that anyway. And he goes back into the 1930s with Babyface Nelson and, and John Dillinger, and, and he says uh, they they robbed a bank, and they came away with $50,000 or $40,000. And then in a, in a note below, it says that 40000 today would be worth, you know, uh, you know, two million four hundred thousand or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just crazy the comparison. And then you know, going up in, into uh, you know with uh, Lucky Luciano and and uh, uh, Anastasia and and, and uh, Frank Costello and, and the mob. But they, but he, he puts little side notes on you know that he he was making you know one point six million dollars a year. That would be worth you know whatever today and it's crazy mm-hmm. how you know the you know the numbers of, of the inflation of what has happened there it's just uh it's an un- un- unbelievable but it's a very interesting book and uh you know that fascinates me anyway and, mm-hmm. and uh but uh, but see those side notes on on uh you know on a lot of things uh, especially the financials is uh is it really you know brings you down and says you know i, I don't know what would i rather have that back then or, or what it's worth now now <laughs> so yeah, kind of interesting yeah yeah uh speaking of the books uh, al capone that's how they got him looking at those books 
<laughs> all yeah, the little side yeah. notes in the columns and stuff. Right. Make sure yeah. to burn those. <laughs> yeah, the accountant. They, they, they track down the accountant. But yeah, the uh, yeah the crypto um, is down. Everything's down. Everyone that I know who knows I like NFTs is like uh, gleefully asking me because they know how bad NFTs and are doing and the NFTs, you know. And I was like, well, you know, how's your fucking 401k? You know, like all the stock people. So everything's down. So what are you talking right. about? You know, yeah. everything's yeah, down. Yeah, but, you know, they, they, you know, it's the old saying, what goes down must come up. Yeah, it's just you know, so. everything's shitting. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? I mean, like long term, you think this is like a kind of a major correction? I mean, they said a lot of the money that was printed and all those loans, all that stuff was like scammed. A lot of it, you know, didn't go to the people it was supposed to go to, you know. Yeah, somebody... and a lot of it's still sitting there. They don't know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some money that uh, you know with the you know, uh, you know with the pandemic. I, I guess in there that there's a, a ton of money that's they don't know where it went. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. I don't know. They, you know. It's I, crazy that uh, they just move on to the next thing and like want more money. It's like the pandemic, yeah. they milked it for trillions. And then it was like, now we need, now Ukraine needs money every week. And someone was like, if you did, if you gave the businesses that went out of business, like the small restaurants, uh, the money and split it up that Ukraine got like $40 billion, it would have given all those restaurants like a hundred grand. Right. <laughs> Which yep. is kind of what like those loans were probably made to do to like actually help real people, you know, instead of like using the, you know, giving it to people who don't deserve it and, you know, who already have money or using it for others, other means, but whatever. Well, it sucks. Well, you, I guess, I, I guess uh, the, the end result is, is that, uh, you, you know, uh, when, when they, when they need more money, they can always ask us for it. Right. Yeah. You know, and and uh, you know, up our taxes or, or whatever. And hey, listen, I'm I'm uh, I'm all for all that. Uh, I just I just hope that uh, you know that. Uh, Let's give us some I use out of it. Yeah. <laughs> give us some use. Of, you know, like Molina's like you know, everyone kills Sweden for being like kind of social socialist and whatever you want to call it. But it's like you get stuff. Like if you have kids there, uh, you know, daycare is free. Let that mm -hmm. one like echo in your head. Like daycare is free. My, I have a friend, you know, Drew has two kids and his wife and him work and the day, you know, daycare for his young kids is a lot every month. Right. You know, so that's free. School lunches are free. College is free. Like all these things that put people in debt and burden them for the rest of their life are for free, you know? So well, like, that's why those taxes are high, you know? So mm -hmm. you, it, I don't mind paying them high if we're getting some stuff, but it doesn't seem like, you know, we're getting it all the time. That's what I'll say. Well, uh, yeah, you know, who, who knows? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, yeah. they, they I, I keep going back to the, you know, everybody's never afraid to tell an athlete when, uh, you know, he gets a little bit older and, and it's time for him to retire and, and all that, you know, maybe they should start doing that in, in other things too. Right. You know, politics and, you know, when it's uh, time to go and, you know, maybe term limits or, you know, people get so settled in their ways and knowing that they have, you know, a, a lifetime, lifetime job, you know, yeah. like that. So I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, far be it for me to, you know, to, you know, listen, I'm, I'm lucky to, you know, to be a part of uh, having to run my own household. I'm, I'm, I need help on doing that. But, you know, and I know that's not an easy job, but uh, I, I don't know. It's just it, it just seems that. Uh, Sometimes we, we get a, a little bit off track and, you uh, know, I, I guess it's easy to do when you're 
you know, uh, running, trying to run a country with 350 million people and try, trying to do uh, what, what you think is right. I don't I don't know. That, yeah. That's that's a, that's above my pay grade. That's above my pay grade. Yeah, but, uh, I think better not to watch it. Better to yeah, uh, to, yeah, yeah actually, to hang out with the pups. Yeah, you know, don't don't turn the TV on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you know all, all you do is get in a bad mood. So that's that's, uh, that's like uh, that's like your mom says. You know, don't you're not turning on the news right now. We're getting up. You know, just <laughs> leave that off. Yeah, you know, well, wait, wait until at least ten o'clock to get pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, well, we we yeah. cut our cable a couple years back. It's true. Like you you go into the news and it's only gonna like trigger one way or another. Or piss. It's all most of it's negative. So much of the country is like trying to divide and like hate each other, and it's like these teams and like these, you know. It's just a bummer to see and to be uh, our ages when this is all going on. It just seems like you know could be better but whatever so here's what what i wanted to say nfts are down everything is down right so it's this great time to buy but because this whole nft game has only been around for now a couple years there's no like rules you know in your mind you're like okay now when it goes low we're gonna like dip and buy them and like this and that but nobody knows if if the whole concept of what they are now is going to keep going you know like these profile pictures it might swing to become audio or animated or uh, I don't know. It could be, you know, we don't know. It could be all these things. So there's no guarantee that there's going to be this bounce that's going to bring the whole market back up. So, you know, like when Gary V said on our podcast or, or, or on, uh, on some of the videos we shared, he's like, you know, eventually most of the projects are going to go to zero. Right. You know, because yeah. too many of them are coming out. You know, people are trying to make quick bucks. You know, right, they can put exactly. them out in two days. They come up with, a, you know, a good a good company comes out and makes a successful uh, concept and puts it out. And then people see it's successful. And within like a two days or whatever, there's a copycat that comes out. And then people, right. people who can't afford the other one buy in. And so it's like this whole weird kind of like Wild west situation. And so to watch it, you don't know. Like you're like, should I buy these? Because like. ETH is down, which is the crypto you use to buy it. And then the prices of the NFT are down. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a double sale. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, with stocks and like the stuff you look at, it's like, it's really interesting just to, to kind of watch it as, uh, as the world is uh, changing as we go. Well, yeah, all, all I can say is, uh, you know, you, you get up every day and uh, every day is a new day, yeah. up or down, <laughs> you know, so. But I want to say one more thing. You got the the NBA Finals, uh, the Warriors and the Celtics. Who so, do you like? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I got I got that little Irish in me still. You know, I'm I'm uh, I, I know the Warriors are a hell of a team, but uh, I, I I got a feeling it's going to be a tough series. But uh, the Warriors going to win, but it's going to be a tough series. Okay. So I'm I'm betting Warriors are going to win. So I'm betting on the Celtics. <laughs> okay. So you say Celtics <laughs> in what six or seven? Uh, I, I say I say the Celtics are. It's going to be a it's seven games, and the Celtics wins four three. Okay, Celtics four three. Um, interesting matchup. We I grew up liking the Celtics because Larry Bird was one of my favorite players. You met yeah. you met Larry Bird a few times. He's a, a pretty Often. cool dude, right? Yeah, yeah very cool. And uh, uh, you know, watching him play and and uh, you know everything that he gave and and the uh, you know his attitude towards you know, winning and, and, uh, you know, shit, he had a, uh, a great coach back then and shit. He had a hell of a team too. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the, the titles that they won and, but, uh, you know, watching him play and coming up against the great players that he played against is 
was pretty good. And, uh, and uh, I enjoyed meeting him. I met him a few times and spent, uh, talked to him and spent a little time with him. And I uh, enjoyed that. It was, it was a good time. Nice. The Hick from French Lick. French Lick. French yeah, Lick, Indiana. Uh, well, you know, back back when in my younger days growing up in Illinois, that was, you know, where a lot of, you know, people went on vacation. Yeah. You know. Oh, around, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. French Lick. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, people from Illinois, a lot of uh, our friends and stuff went uh, went there. So it's cool. uh, you know, he, and 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 he brought it, uh, you know, brought it really brought it to the forefront. But it's it's been a been a place for a long time where which uh, would create a lot of interest to a lot of people. That's cool. Nice. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. It's a beautiful day out there. I am going to bed. I have to be back at work for the. French Open stuff we're doing here in L.A. I did not go to Paris, but that does not mean I am not doing some Tennis After Dark special. Uh, our call time is 1 a.m., though, so it's uh, oh boy. <laughs> I'm going to edit this and try and get it uh, put out as soon as possible. And then uh, Isabella and I are going to go for a walk, eat some dinner, and it's sleepy time. Get uh, get some rest, and uh, you take care of yourself down there. Give Bella a hug for me, and and uh, enjoy doing the podcast, brother. You take care of yourself. We'll see. We'll see you. See you soon. And uh, next week on another podcast. Sounds good. I love you. You can follow us as always at Advantage Connors on Instagram at ADV Connors on Twitter. Follow Jimmy at Jimmy Connors. I'm Brett underscore Connors. Uh, that's it. Uh, any final words? Love you. Talk to you soon. Peace.